This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. We've been on a fast, amen, and this is uh, part four, and the title of it, Stay Hungry for God. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this, you've got to stay hungry for God. You've got to keep pressing in to the things of God, and and even though we may have done the 21-day fast, uh, that doesn't mean you stop seeking God. Amen? That doesn't mean that that's it. That's all we have to do. Now, what's next? No, we keep seeking God. Look at your neighbor and say, keep seeking God. And, I, you know, I just want to just touch base on some of the messages that I ministered over the, the past three weeks. And remember, I, I talked about in the first session that, that I don't know about you, but I want, you know, Jesus talks about that that we can walk in a 30-fold blessing, a 60-fold blessing, and a 100-fold blessing. He said 30, 60, and a 100-fold. And we've, we discovered in Matthew 6 that, uh, that the Christian duties or uh, devotions of love is what? Giving, praying, and fasting. Those are the three things that Jesus talks about in Matthew 6. And he talks about that God is a rewarder of those that, that, that fast and pray and give, glory to God. And so we want to continue to do that. And I believe when we're, when we're operating in those three areas and we're doing that consistently and we're doing it with the right heart attitude, uh, we're going to walk in what I call the hundredfold blessing. Amen. I want the hundredfold blessing. Amen. Amen. And also we, we, we discovered that Sometimes our flesh, can somebody say flesh? Say it like this, flesh. <laughs> flesh, you know, that's the, that's the part of you that's negative. Oh, I'm preaching today. That's the part of you that, that looks at the, the glass half empty instead of half full. That's the part of you that, that sees the negative in a situation instead of the positive. You know, Joseph was, you know, he had a lot of problems at the very beginning of his life. He, his, his brothers did not like him. They hated him. He had the coat of many colors. Remember that? And they conspired to kill him, but they ended up selling him into slavery. And then we know that, that Joseph really, he, he had issues through his life, but God was with him. And I'm going to say this to you today. You might have some issues, but if you're in church today... God is with you. He drew you in by His Spirit, and He has something good for you. Look at your name and say, God has something good for you. And so we know that, that Joseph went through all these things in his life, even went to prison for something he did not do. But, you know, God was with him, and God raised him up to be the prime minister, and and, you know, and his brothers thought that, 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 you know, once he brought his brothers into Egypt and got them good places to live, you know, they thought that he was still angry with them. And, and he said what, the, what, what was meant for evil, God turned for good. And I'm going to say this, whatever is meaning for evil in your life, whatever is not working in your life, God can and he will, I'm preaching today, turn it for good. But if you trust him, you got to put your trust in God for him to turn it for good. Don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in, in the government. Trust 
in, don't trust in your money. Remember, your money says, in God we trust. So we want to trust, look at your name and say, trust God. And sometimes it's hard to trust God when things aren't looking good. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so we got to make sure that, that when we walk in the spirit, uh, uh, we will win in this life. And walking in the spirit is walking in the love of God. So I'm going to say this, that we are in a race. You are in a race. When you get Jesus in your life, you have now just signed up in the army of God. You are in a race. And, but, but your flesh can knock you out of the race. What am I saying? I'm, our weaknesses can knock us out of what God wants us to do. And in Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, this is the Apostle Paul. He says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we see this, that, that, that the Apostle Paul is saying, you know, that there are some weaknesses that we may be dealing with in this life, maybe some areas in our life, but if we learn to, cru- can somebody say crucify? The flesh. And how do you do that? By following God. By praying. By seeking God's will. By putting down your own agenda. And picking up God's agenda. Am I preaching to anybody today? And sometimes that's not easy. Some people say, oh, you know, it's easy being a Christian. No, you got to pick up your cross. Really, the world and, and most of the world is going to hell. And the reason why is because they're following their own ways. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but will still end in death. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? There's a way that seems right. It seems right to us, but it still can end in tragedy unless we're following God. And God will always lead us into victory and the flesh will always lead us into tragedy. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so number two, fasting and prayer will increase the anointing of God's grace in our life. I need God's grace. I need his, 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 his blessing. How many people need the blessings of God on their life? I want to walk in the blessings of God. And, and we discovered through the series that humility opens up the grace and the blessings of God. In other, in other words, humbling ourselves before God. Amen. In other words, staying under God's mighty hand. Humbling ourselves means that we're relying on God. Humbling ourselves means that we're not relying on our own self or our own abilities, that, but we're relying on God, that we're putting God in our equation. In other words, you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is you grab your Bible and you start reading it, start praying, start seeking God. That's saying to God that I need you. That means that you're humbling yourself under God's mighty hand. In James 4.10, it says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. I want to be lifted up. Amen. I like what it says in James 4.10, the New American Standard Bible. Humble yourself in the presence of the Lord 
and he will exalt you. I like that word exalt. You know, I looked that up last night and exalt means to raise in rank, power, or character. So God wants to raise us in rank. He wants to raise us in power. He wants to raise us in character. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And how many people would like to be raised in rank, character, and power? Humble yourself. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. We found out the greatest way of humbling ourselves is submitting God. And one of the greatest ways is fasting and seeking God, pushing away the plate. We found out last week that fasting and prayer can give you fresh vision from God. And I'm going to say this, that we're never going to do anything great in God until, we, until God reveals to us who we are, what we have, and what we can do. We're not going to be able to do what God wants us to do until we get a revelation of what God has for us. We have to get a God vision. You have to get a plan for your life. God has... God is trying to reveal truth to us. I like, I like, uh, I like what it says in Habakkuk. It says, I will stand my watch, Habakkuk 2, 1 and 3. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. And that rampart means a place of safety and protection. And I'll watch to see what he will say to me. Talking about God. I will watch and see what, that's what we, we, we when we're praying, when you're praying, you don't do all the talking. Oh, I'm preaching. When we pray, we need to learn to wait on God for God to speak to us. It's not just a monologue. It's a dialogue. Amen. Not just a, it's not just us talking and say, that's it, God. No, no. We need to learn to wait on God for God to reveal something to us. The, 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 the person here Abaka is saying, watch and see what he will say to us. And what, when we answer and when we are corrected. I don't know about you, but, but and most of us don't like correction. Nobody likes correction. It, it, it hurts the flesh when we're corrected. But correction can be a good thing. Because if we're going in a wrong place, I want God to tell me if I'm doing something wrong. I want God to reveal, hey man, there's some areas in your life that you need to strain out. I I don't want to be blind on the areas of my life. In other words, you need to start praying, God, open up to me the blind spots in my life. The areas that I don't see where I'm missing it. That's why, husbands, you have a wife. She she will tell you where you're missing it. No, I'm messing with she will let you know the areas that you need to straighten up in. My wife is good with that. You got the Holy Spirit too, but wives are really good. They, they tend, tend to be in tune. Ladies tend to be in tune to some things. Am I preaching to anybody today? And, she, and, and Yen will let me know you're being negative. You're being negative. I, I, you know, you're being hateful. I said, okay, oh Lord Jesus. Amen. And sometimes, and I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad I have a good woman. She's not just a yes man. She just lets me know. She's a good, she doesn't just, she doesn't tell me, you know, that I'm always doing great. No, she, 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 she helps me get back on track. And, and the Holy Spirit, 
will help you get back on track. Amen. Then he says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for a point at time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come to pass. What is God saying here to us? He's saying that, that in the time of our fasting and praying, and I know we're, 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 we finished our 21-day fasting, but I still want to encourage you to continue to fast, continue to pray, continue to give. Why? Because we don't have enough God yet. Oh, I'm preaching today. You don't have enough God in your life. In other words, you need more God. Look at your name and say, you need more God. If you're talking to your spouse, you say it with a smile, amen? You need more God. If you have more God, you have more good in your life, amen? And so I remember that uh, when I came to back, I, I graduated from Bible school, and, and then, I, then God sent me back here, back uh, here, back in, I graduated in 98, and God sent me back to, to the church that it's this church now. And it was another pastor that's pastoring Joe Warren. He founded the church. And uh, I remember that I came and, and the Lord told me in 2001 that I was going to be the pastor. And, uh, and so, but you know, they, they were very traditional. He was married. I was single at the time and they, they wanted, they, he was older. He wanted to turn the church over, but he didn't, he, they were traditional. They wanted to turn it over to a married couple. And I can understand that, but God told me that I was going to be the next pastor. And, uh, and, and so even in 2001, it looked like there was no way that I was, you know, I was a youth minister at that time, and I was doing everything they needed me to do. I was working full-time. I became the assistant pastor. And uh, it looked like no way in God's green earth that I would be the pastor. It just, just didn't look like it. And, and this is where this saying, this saying right here in Abaca. It's saying that even though you don't see things happening yet, I'm preaching to somebody today. Even though you're not seeing the fruition of it yet, even though you're not out of debt yet, say I'm coming out of debt. Even though your house is not paid off yet, it's getting paid off. Wait for it. In other words, allow God to start working opening doors of opportunities so that he can do it. Amen. And 2001, it didn't look like it. 2002, it did not look like it. 2003, I'm telling you, 2004, I'm like, God, I thought you said I was going to be the next pastor. It sure didn't look like it. 2005 rolls around. And all of a sudden in January, and by that time, I was, I was where Steve was at. I was doing a little bit of everything. I was, I was actually the sound man back there. And I remember in about 2004, probably about November, I said, God, I'm okay if I'm back there for the, until Jesus comes back. And I, I'm okay, I'm back there, I'm behind the curtain, I'm the sound man, I can make faces at people and nobody knows. I can be picking my nose back, nobody knows. I, I, I'm, I, I have you know, very little responsibility. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's nice not to have a lot of responsibility, amen? Because the buck stops at, at, at the leader. And if something goes wrong, it's the leader's fault, amen? 
And so, and so 2005, and, and then in January of 2005, they called me in. They said, do you believe that God's calling you to pastor exceed life? Uh, well, it was Abundant Harvest Church at that time. Do you feel that God's calling you? Well, I, I knew it from 2001. And I said, yeah, I believe he is. What am I saying to you? God will prepare you. And I'm going to say this, waiting time, is, it, it, it's, it's always preparation time. And just because you're waiting on some things to happen doesn't mean that you're losing. You're getting prepared. You're getting fortified. You're getting ready for what? For God to elevate you. Am I preaching to anybody today? And, I, you know, I, I, I'm believing God for some things. You know, I'm believing God for a healthier body. How many people are believing God for healthier bodies in here? I, I want to I walk in health. Amen. I'm believing God that my relationship with my wife and other people will get better. That I, I'm believing God for fruitful relationships. Amen. I'm first and foremost with God the Father. And, I, and, and, and then with my spouse and with the people. I, I'm, I'm believing God for greater and blessings on my relationships. And, and then I'm also believing God for, are you ready for this? For financial blessing. Oh, pre- preacher, do you have to go? Do you have to talk about money? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, it, you know, money the, uh, and stewardship is all through the Bible. And you got to start believing God for some things. And, you know, and I started believing God for and I have retired. I, you know, I, I never really thought about it. But, you know, I have retirement. I have investments. And I'm believing that God's going to cause my investments to grow. And I'm, I'm believing that I'm going to be able to use those investments to bless the body of Christ, to bless my family, and to bless generations to come. Say it's not about me. And it's not about just us, but it's about really the people that we can influence for the kingdom of God. And so, you know, I didn't really think about this until I read Proverbs thirteen twenty two. Mark this in your Bible. This is what got me into investing and, 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 and putting money away. And I have a Roth IRA, and, 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 and which, which is things that you need to know about. So, so you can put your money in an investment so that government doesn't take half of it when you pull it out. Amen? A Roth IRA, it's, it's tax-free. Amen? And so, and so I, you know, I had to study all these things. Because, you know, you have to study to make yourself approve a workman that needs not be ashamed. You, you got to study these things out. And so I, I, and even Yin wants to do some rental properties. And so, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. God's not against prosperity. God's not against having finances. He's against us being, uh, being a, a covetousness. He's, uh, he's against us coveting and, and, and being greedy. But if we have it in the right way, it's, if the reason why we're doing it, if it's not just for us, you're like investing is, is like, you know, I'm not going out, go, you know, taking my money and going to Hawaii. And it's nothing wrong with going on a vacation to Hawaii. I'm putting it in for the future. I'm not spending it now. Amen. So I'm putting in future for, for God to move for future. Amen. So, so you got to have a vision for your finances. Because unfortunately, we're in an economical world and we have to live, we have to live uh, by uh, um, we, that's how we yes you live by faith but God can move and He can do amazing things I understand that but but finances makes it easy, Amen. 
And so, and so I, wanna, I just want to encourage you. God wants us to be prosperous. And, and third John, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in, in, in some things, in all things. And be in health just as your soul prospers. God wants you to prosper. He doesn't want you to be in debt. He doesn't want you to, to, to leave this earth owing everybody. My Bible says, love, it says, it says, love everybody and owe no one. Amen. Owe no one but to love them. That's what the Bible says. And I, I don't want to leave this earth owing a bunch of people. No, I want to have enough to where I can even, you know, will down some of my finances to the church. Oh, I'm preaching today. I'm preaching today. Amen. Why? Because I want the body of Christ to keep expanding. I want the body of Christ to keep growing. If the Lord tarries and we go by the grave, we should have things set in place for our family. Amen. I like what it says in Genesis 12, 2 and 3. It says here, this is, this is the promise to Abraham. And he says here, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. This is God speaking to Abraham. He, in other words, you could say this, that God wants to bless you. And God wants to make your name great. Why? Because if you're always pointing to Jesus, Jesus will become great. If God lifts you up and you are pointing it to God, God's you're the one that has caused you to be successful, then he's going to get the glory. And then it says here, and you and I like this, it says, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Underline that. You shall be a blessing. Why does God want to prosper us? So that we can be a blessing. Are you hearing what I say? He, want, he wants the graces. Why? So that we can give. Amen. You know, I'm going to say this, that I believe that God has more for Exceed Life Church. I believe it's more than just this building. Thank God for this building, but I believe God wants us to have land. I believe that God wants to build us to build a larger building. Why? To house more people. Why? To get more people saved. Why? So we can help more people. So I, I don't believe it's just, we're just going to be stuck here until Jesus comes back. Now, it's not a bad place to be. Thank God for it. I'm very thankful. But I believe that God wants more for us. And God wants more for you. Do you believe that today? Say, God wants more for me. So I can be a blessing. And it says, and, in, and notice this, and in you, it says here, I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in other words, you know, it doesn't matter how many enemies you have. If you have the blessing of God on your life, you're going to prosper. Doesn't matter what the enemy's trying to do in your life. If you're submitted to God, he will prosper you. And it says in all in all the families of the earth. Notice this in all in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, we know that, that this is talking about Abraham and his seed. And the Bible says if we hearken to the voice of the Lord and obey him, and then God says, choose this day who you serve, blessing or curse, life or death. You choose. And then God says, choose life so that you and what? Your seed may live. Choose life that you and your children may live. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so we need to get that revelation that, that God wants to prosper us 
so he can really show us off. So he can reveal to us that we don't serve a broke, busted God. We serve a God of El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough, overflowing God. Every time that Jesus did miracles, it was always financial miracles or miracles of abundance. It was over more than enough. More than enough. The fish that, that he had Peter catch in the water, it was so much it was sinking their boat. See, God is a more than enough God. Why? Because he wants to re- he reveals through different areas, through, through divine health, keeping us healthy, through having beautiful relationships, having financial blessing. He wants to show that he's a good God. Amen. Do you believe that today? Say, God's a good God. And in Ephesians 4.28, it says, Let him who stole still no longer. This is, this is Paul writing. But rather let him labor, working with his hands, what is good. So, so work is not bad. Work is good. And it says that he may have something to give to him who has need. Think about that. So, so why are, this is Paul is saying that we work not just for a living, but we work for a giving. Oh man, I'm preaching today. That's, that's good news. That, that's good. In other words, we're, we're working not just for ourselves, but we're working to expand the kingdom of God. And when everybody's doing their part, then I'm telling you that the, the, the church is going to prosper and grow and be what all that God wants it to be. Fasting and prayer, we need to continue to fast and pray to continue to maintain a hunger for, for God. And I'm going to say this, that, it, that when we have problems in this life, it's easy for us to lose our hunger for God. Or when we get to know a lot about the word and we start, you know, we, we, we get knowledge. And the Bible says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And, and, and when we get so much knowledge, sometimes we get knowledge, but we're not, we're not using that knowledge for the kingdom of God. We just we're just getting fat on revelation, but we're not we're just being hearers of the word, but we're not just being doers of the word. And we got to learn to be doers of the word and we got to learn to stay hungry for the things of God. And not just once we get the blessing, we don't want to we don't want to worship the blessing. We want to worship the blesser. We don't want to worship the blessing. We don't worship our money. We don't worship our health. We worship God. And I like what it says here in the book of Revelation. And, and uh, you know, it says to the angel of the church in Ephesus, right? This is Revelation uh, 2, 1 and 5. It says the angel of the church in Ephesus, right? These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works and your labor, your patience, and you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And you have found them liars and you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. How many people can say that's me? Amen. Amen. Yes, we, we, you know, you can do these things. But nevertheless, they were doing some good things. The church of Ephesus was doing some good things. But he says, nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. Remember, therefore, where you have fallen, repent and do the first works or else I'll come to you quickly 
and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. You know, the word repent means to turn back to God. And I'm going to say this, that we could go through all the motions. We can go to church. We can sit here on Sunday morning. We can, we can read our Bible, but God may not be as real to us as we need Him to be. We may just be going through the motions of life, but it needs to be more than just going through the motions. We need to be experienced relationship with God. We need to be hearing from God. We need to have a God word every day. We need to have a rhema word. God speaking to us, revealing truth to us, showing us things to come. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We need to keep doing the, the first works. Uh, we need to keep seeking Him, uh, reading our Bible. Amen. Why don't we do these? There's dangers. We don't, do this. we don't spend enough time with God because we don't always understand who God is. We don't understand His word. We know in the parable of the sower in Matthew 13, it says when the, when the person hears the word, 13, 18, 19, and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This he receives seed by the wayside. So, so the devil's going to try to do this today. He's going to try to steal the word that I just sown into you today. What, how he's going to do that? He's, because you're not going to understand everything that I minister today. Or you may not agree with everything I say. But I'm going to say, get into the Word. Start reading the Word until God reveals truth to you about it. I believe that God wants everybody to be blessed. He's not picking and choosing who He wants to be blessed and who He wants to just be nominal. Everybody, God is blessing everybody who wants to be blessed. Amen? Can we, we, we allow things to become more important than God. And we can't allow things to be more important than God. Remedy, we need to just continue to, in 2 Timothy 2.15, to study, to show ourselves to prove. A workman that need not be ashamed. We need to continue to study the work. This morning, the first thing I did was grab my phone and started reading the scriptures. When I woke up, that's what I did. I read, why? Because I got to have more of God in me. So I'm, I, and these scriptures I read are the same ones that I read almost every, every month. I read the Proverbs every month. I read Psalms every month. I read, I read the New Testament, Old Testament. And I, and, and I read Proverbs, almost same Proverbs every, every month over and over again. The same Psalms. Why? Because there's words that I need to get into my heart. So if you, if you hide the word in your heart, you will not sin against God. If you keep putting the word in you, it's going to be hard for you to do wrong. If you keep doing the right things, then the wrong things will stop. Am I getting a, can I get a witness in the house today? We get disappointed and offended with God. It can kill our hunger with God because of the trials of life, because we're dealing with issues. And issues can cause us to lose our hunger for God. In Matthew 13, 20, 21, it says here, talking about the sower and the seed, it said, the stony place, this is he that hears the word, and he receives it with joy, yet has no root in himself, but, but for a while, when tribulation and persecution arise because of the word, he is offended. So in other words, sometimes we start serving God. Sometimes the enemy, and a lot of times the enemy, the devil, will try to come and attack us. And the devil, what he's trying to do is he's trying to steal the word from us. And he's trying to attack our lives. 
And when we start serving God, and sometimes, you know, sometimes pressure, sometimes the pressure gets even greater at times. So I, I know it's like, it's like before I served God, it didn't seem like I had problems. And now I'm serving God, it seems like I have problems. Well, it's because you recognize that you're in a spiritual warfare. And now, now the devil doesn't want you gaining ground for God. And the devil is trying to keep you in a box and keep you from moving forward. So what is he going to do? He's going to try to throw some problems your way. And he's going to try to keep you from moving forward in God. So we, we got to get a revelation that's not God doing to us. It's the devil that's coming against us. Amen? Uh, we got to get a revelation. Job thought it was, it was God that was coming against him. When he was going through all kinds of trials, he said, The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth, but the devil takes away. And so we need to get a revelation. It's the enemy that's coming to steal, kill, and to destroy. It's God that comes to give us life and life more abundantly. So whenever we're getting a problem in our life, we need to, we need to recognize it's the enemy working against us. And we just got to hold our ground. We got to keep standing no matter what it looks like. Good, bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people. <laughs> and good things happen to, to good people. Amen? Bad, bad things and good things. In other words, Jesus said the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So just wait. There's going to be good things that's going to happen. And there's going to be some bad things that's going to happen. But you've got to be standing on the rock. And if you're standing on the rock, the wind and the storm won't blow you away. What am I talking about? Standing on the rock. Standing on the rock of God's word. Standing on the belief that God is for you. That if God is before you, it doesn't matter who's against you. Yes, you might be in a season in your life of great testing. But God is saying, I'm here for you. I'm going to raise you up. I'm going to do something amazing in your life. Just stay with me. Don't get out of the ark of safety. Amen. Noah had him and his family in the ark when it was raining. It was raining. People died. But Noah stayed in that ark. Amen. His family said, and you've got to stay in the ark of the safety of God. Amen. We can't allow more things to get more important than God in our life, amen? And we can't allow, uh, you know, John, in the in 1 John, he says at the end of his, uh, the book, he said, my little children, guard yourself from idols. Guard yourself from worshiping other things. Guard yourself from allowing other things to become more important to you than God. And so we know that that will choke out the word of God, according to Matthew 13, 22. We must keep, Putting God first place in our lives. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so we need to do that. Matthew 10, 37, 39. This is Jesus. He says, he who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will Find it. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, we, listen, it's not natural to, you know, it's not natural just to love God that you don't see God. It takes faith to love God. It takes faith to worship God. It takes faith to go to church. It takes faith to give. 
It takes faith to fast. That's the only way we're going to please God is by faith. It's by faith that we're going to overcome all the wicked schemes of the evil one. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to keep asking God to give us hunger for his word. You need to pray, God, give me, if you're not hungry for God's word, ask God to give you a hunger for his word. And then we need to continue to pursue God by, by, by having devotional time. Set that you're going to get up in the morning, that you're going to spend at least 5, 10, 15 minutes in the word every day. Set that you're going to pray every day. I notice when I do that, now I don't do it every day. I'm going to be honest, some days I miss. But I notice the days that I do, my days are better. I was like, "Woo, man, this is a good day. And I, and I notice the days that I don't, it's not a good day. It's not really, it, it's like I've had a lot of challenges that day. And so I want to encourage you, if you want less challenges in your life, put God first place. Because the enemy's trying to put some challenges in your way. Trying to put some tests and some trials in your way. And I've noticed, man, I, when I put God first in my, man, I, I'm able to handle the problems a lot easier. I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not losing my head. When, when something happens, I, I notice that God is fortifying me. So put God first. Uh, I, I'm going to encourage you this year to, to, to make worship uh, uh, your key this year. May start worshiping God more. Start praising God more. Whatever you do, start, start making sure that you have a heart of thankfulness, a heart of gratitude, no matter what's coming down the pike. And when you do that, you will see that God will bless you. And then number, number four, try to find ways to be a good witness to people around you. Be a good witness. Not a bad witness. Be a good witness. Connect to somebody. Call them. I, I, I found a worship song uh, this week that really blessed me. And I just felt led. I, I sent that worship song to a couple people in the church. And I sent one to Thomas. And Thomas said, oh, that's good. I mean, he sent me an email back. That's good. That's good. I, I'm thinking we might need to get this on the worship team. And, it, and it, it just really ministered to me. And what ministered to you may minister to others. And it, and it didn't take no more than five seconds for me to go on YouTube, hit that button to, uh, to get that, that, that YouTube video over to Thomas. I got it over to Larry, too. Amen. And uh, praise God. And, uh, and, and, you know, and it's just doing little things like that. And, and when it blesses people, then the blessings come back on us. When we're, when, we're, when we're intent on being a blessing, then the blessings will come back on us. Do you believe that there? Seek first the kingdom of God. Keep seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for your mercies and your goodness and your love. I thank you for these precious people out here. I thank you for those that are listening and watching, Father God. And perhaps you're here today and you know it's a time for you to humble yourself, to, for you to uh, get God in your life. Maybe you're watching and listening and you know it's time to make that decision. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And so right now, God is knocking on the door of our hearts. And he wants to come into our life. 
And so I'm going to ask you today, if you know you need God in your life, if you know you need him, just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. I'm not going to call you up here. I see those hands. I see those hands. Praise God. And, and maybe you're listening or, or watching me and, and you know you need God. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to, to confess a prayer after me. And I believe this simple prayer can usher you into the grace of God. So I'm going to ask you to pray this out loud. And the congregation can do this with me as well. And those that raise your hand, just pray this prayer. Say, Dear God, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe he was raised from the dead for my justification. Today, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your mercy with your love, with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.